Welcome in One Nation to another episode of the Hive Podcast. This week, TJ Winger joined by Aaron Green, senior on the women's basketball team. Aaron, thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I live the dream. Uh, so It's always good. Yeah, absolutely. It's what we strive for. But <laughs> I want to have you on. You're a fantastic personality. You're a great person to talk to. But also, I want to check in with the women's basketball team. So we'll start right there. Where do you think this team is at right now? Since the last time I had a women's basketball player uh, on the podcast, it was Lizzie. It was preseason. So... We haven't talked to y'all in a while, so there's been a whole lot uh, that has changed and uh, formed as the year has gone on, we'll call it. So I'd love to know your thoughts, where the team is at right now. Um, I think we're in a really good position right now. Um, I think rank-wise, we're not where we want to be. I think we're fourth or fifth in the ODAC. Um, I mean, we're beating teams that we should beat by like 40-something points. But then um, when we play teams where we have like the same like amount of talent as them or, you know, they're ranked higher than us, we tend to compete, but we're not um, where we want to be with those teams. So we're trying to figure out a way to be able to finish those games and put a whole 40 minutes together. But, I mean, overall, I think the team vibe is really good. Um, we're all feeling really good and we're ready to – do this last stretch. Yeah, well, the season's quickly coming to a close, which is kind of scary to think about. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about y'all's style of play and also talk about this. In the preseason, we, I was talking to Lizzie, and we were just previewing a separate a couple of players, and we talked about Sammy Sever, and she got to a great start in the year. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, ends up with a big injury, out for the rest of the year. Uh, and that has kind of forced players like Olivia Harris, Taylor Gant, and that's just a few, to have bigger roles on the outside. Obviously, it's tough to replace Sammy and at the point where she was hurt, averaging almost 15 points a game. But from your perspective, how have those uh, you know other players stepped in those roles, Harris, Gant, and company? Um, I think they've definitely stepped up when they needed to. Um, like, our big thing on offense is pushing in transition, mm-hmm. and they definitely do that. Um, they get down the court way faster than I ever could. Um, so, I mean – it really stinks that Sammy is out for the rest of the season, but, um, you know, this team is still in really good spirits, and um, the people were able to step up where they needed to, and yeah. Awesome. And, you know, talking about playing in transition, let me ask you about that. That is one of the you know calling cards that Coach Nichols talked to me about before the year began, and that was a big precedent. We, we want to be able to push the ball in transition. Might be a little different than previous years here at Lynchburg. How has that transition gone for you in specific, maybe playing a different brand of basketball now? Emphasis on running up and down the court. Not necessarily ideal for a big, but overall, not just hyping you up because you're on the pod. I think you do a pretty good job (laughs) at being able to work up and down the court with good tempo. Um, Well, I appreciate the hype. Um, I really do try my best trying to get back in transition um, because a lot of bigs in the ODAC can't really do that or really can't keep up for 40 minutes so trying to push myself in practice and it keeps me in really good shape trying to sprint up and down the court so yeah does do that I might have to like come to y'all's practice and get some sprints oh you really don't want to (laughs) (laughs) and then one of the other things I had to talk to you about was y'all's style of play especially considering y'all do play up tempo once y'all get set in the half court it almost rolls back the clock a couple decades, and that is not any slander of any sort. But between you, Kate Cole, maybe it's you and Sarah Johnson, or maybe Oliver, of course, rotation of those bigs has been really fun to watch. And there are plenty of times when Lizzie throws it up, almost touches the rafters, 
Y'all are the bigs that come down with it. Off the glass and through. Two points for Lynchburg. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that style of offense. I'm sure it motivates you to be ready to go at any moment on the offensive set. Yeah, I mean, something that we try to focus on when we can't push it in transition is, like, running a set play. Um, and coach emphasizes, like, getting it into the post because we're really good at either mm -hmm. scoring or being able to pass it out. Um, so just trying to do that, um, I mean, I think overall it's been doing really well. Kate got ODAC Player of the Week this right. week. So, um, and, you know, like all the combos of posts, um, we practice with each different combo. And so that way we can work really well together. And, yeah, I think that just really shows, like, the versatility that we have on the team. Being able to score in a lot of different ways definitely comes yeah. in handy once we get to the postseason. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and speaking of plays like... Lizzie Davis lofting up the restricted circle, and a big comes down with it. How about the game winner against Guilford this past Saturday? What an interesting game that turned out to be. Y'all were down by 10 at the end of the first quarter. Work your way back slowly but surely. That game goes to overtime, and almost the story of that game can't be told without mentioning three games prior. Y'all went to double overtime, seven-player rotation, three different players playing 40-plus minutes, maybe even four if my memory serves. Y'all had your work cut out for you at Bridgewater, and then now, three days later, back in overtime. Of course, right? Yeah. And ultimately, it's oh, you luck. getting the game-winning shot. 1.7 seconds left on the clock. Davis throws it to you. Catch and shoot. Quick release. Congratulations on that. Oh, Off the glass <laughs> and through for the winner. Love to know what's going through your mind during that play. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, we have run that play, or at least attempted to have run that play multiple times throughout the season, um, and I think that honestly was the first time that we ran that play correctly. And it was the right time and for it. Perfect timing. I mean, but yeah, Lizzie or Olivia set a really good screen. Mm -hmm. Lizzie passed a perfect pass. Um, you know, I just kept it over my head and just threw it up there. Um, like I said in the interview, crap. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. it's really coming towards me right now. Um, and then just uh shot that I've been practicing since I was maybe six years old and just throwing it up there and it goes in and yeah it was it was crazy it was a surreal moment a little detour from this year's basketball story for Lynchburg we'll talk about you right there you mentioned practicing that shot since you were six when did you start playing basketball was it the age of six and and if that's the case or whenever it was who were there players that you modeled your game after did you have a favorite team growing up or did you have someone that taught to the ropes as you were growing up um, so I come from a family who's not very good at basketball. I'm sorry if you're hearing this right now. Um, but yeah, I started in second grade, just like on a rec team. Um, and then I joined AAU program in seventh grade. Um, I mean, I was always the tallest kid. I hit six feet in seventh grade. Wow. So yeah, um, I just kind of didn't stop growing. And so, yeah, just being able to travel everywhere and get exposure. Um, I really looked up to the Maryland basketball team where I grew up. Mm -hmm. um, big fan of Brenda Fries. I got a picture with her at a tournament. She was in the background though. And then I just kind of was like, hey, get a, like, get a picture <laughs> with me. Is. Yeah, because <laughs> I couldn't really go up to her because I was too starstruck. Um, but yeah, just like seeing their type of play. Um, I remember in like sixth grade or something, we got to play at halftime at one of their games. Wow. So I was really cool. I was waiting for someone to come up to me and be like, we are ready to give you a full ride right now. Um, but, yeah, no, that didn't happen. Um, so, <laughs> but, yeah, just, um, like, always being the tallest person um, came with a lot of, like, 
criticism from others being like, oh, well, you're only good because you're tall. And then that just motivated me to... Um, Hone in those other skills. Yeah, sure. and just be like, well, yes, I'm tall, but I can also shoot the three and I can like hit mid-range jumpers. Sure. Um, and yeah, here we are. And doing pretty well, I'd like to say. <laughs> this is a brutal rhyme I'm about to throw at you, but oh, you're no. tall, but you can also ball, and that's oh, what it comes down to, gosh. right, right, right. So, dad <laughs> joke to start the morning when we're recording this, good way to get the day going. Off the detour, back on track. Let me talk to you about Kate Cole, because since she's been inserted in the starting lineup, and it started with Sarah Johnson getting hurt, and let me just say, Sarah was great in the starting lineup. Mm -hmm. She was fantastic. But Cole stepped in, and she has been stellar. You just mentioned named uh, Women's Basketball Athlete of the Week, and I want to go back to that Bridgewater game. She fell down earlier that game and was favoring her shoulder a little bit, then proceeds to go 20 points, 10 rebounds. I'm not going to say playing with one arm, but certainly playing without a full two. Yeah. And, like, that type of resiliency was amazing. What is it like playing next to Kate, especially of late? She seems like everything's working for her right now. Yeah, I mean, she's doing amazing right now. Um, you know, after she hurt herself, I remember at one point we – we're on the free throw line boxing out. And she was like, can you switch with me? Because I, like my shoulder, I can't box out for this shoulder wow. right now. So, but I mean, yeah. I mean, Kate's been doing amazing right now. She is really stepping up when others aren't able to right now. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm just really proud of her and her being able to step up into the starting position and come out the way that she has been. Yeah, no doubt about it. I and mean, she's been really fun to watch as this year's gone on. You and her and Sarah, Mimi, you all do a great job sealing off your defenders, which makes the life of Lizzie Davis just a little bit easier. Yeah, just a little Before bit. this past yeah. weekend, third of the country in assists per game. What's it like having a point guard with that type of vision and unselfish nature getting you all the basketball as opposed to chucking it up as much as she maybe could? Yeah, I mean, half the time I don't even realize that she's passing it to me until <laughs> I see it coming towards my face. Um, but yeah, she has a great eye for the court. Um, she also knows when to shoot it herself um i mean she's averaging a lot of points right now but she's also averaging a lot of assists so yeah. she's really versatile and being able to pass the ball off to people and also knowing when to take the shot herself no doubt about it and now like we've talked about at the top of this podcast season is unfortunately coming down to a close this senior class has been huge throughout lynchburg over the last four years but for me personally i've loved watching y'all play this year talk to me about what it means to as the season goes on, hold on to those moments and really cherish what you have left with the fellow seniors. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the five starters right now are the five that have been here all four years, so we've been able to play with each other, and we know, like, what gets people going and, you know, when they're in their heads a little bit, and it's going to be really sad once the season is over, but um, I'm so proud of how much we were able to grow these last four years, and I'll be really sad when it's all over. And you know what? I can't believe I forgot to ask you this. Got to get a better question in here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Over a four-year period, how long did it take before you could tell apart Brooke from Meredith? It really didn't take me that long. Just I think because, I've gotten better at it. So. Cause, just because, yeah. like, they both have very different personalities. Um, and, you know, Brooke always, normally always has shorter hair than Meredith. Sure. Um, but, yeah, Brooke is, like, the more, like like gritty person and just like you kind of don't want to mess with her when she's in one of those moods and then Meredith is just kind of like super super positive not that Brooke isn't but sure. I mean they're both I mean yeah it really didn't take that long to sure. I mean sometimes in practice I still get confused or I'll be like Brooke Brooke 
like good job, Mayor Brooke. Go better. Yeah, <laughs> go better. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, it didn't really take that long. And I and I gotta know any sister squabbles you've witnessed over the years? Any times where it's Brooke and Meredith just being family with one another? Oh, for sure. I mean, the first <laughs> when we were first recruited freshman, like before freshman year even started, we had to do a summer camp and. Um, they had to play one-on-one versus each other oh, that's to, awesome. like, show what we were doing in the camp. And they both were getting, like, really aggressive towards each other. And Coach Pysik was like, was, was this a good idea? And I was like, probably not. <laughs> like, but, yeah, I lived with them sophomore year. So some of their arguments, I was just like, okay, what? Sisters. Why are we Why are we arguing about this right now? Yeah. Um, but we, we don't need to spill all their tea. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but I had to get some better talk in there because they seem like great people, and I need to make a conscious effort to go and talk to them a little bit more. It's great from my broadcaster point of view because Forrest Brook, their team's better. I mean, Meredith. So, I mean, it's pretty cut out and blank. Well, they're both better. Um, pretty simple from my perspective. But wanted to know in that teammate, you know, in the locker room, no numbers on yeah, how he yeah, sees yeah. it. Okay, interesting. One of the last things I want to ask you. You're, you have a great personality, oh, and I shucks. wanted to ask you, superlative goes down to women's basketball, who's the funniest on the team, and you can't say yourself? Oh, dang it. No, I'm kidding. Um, honestly, if I had to pick, it would probably be either Darcy or Olivia. Okay. Just like them two together, they're like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Just Darcy and I have this little quarrel that we always get into. and she A playful comes... quarrel? For the most part, yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> It's all fun and games until, you know, someone just really digs right there. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, Darcy has really good comebacks whenever I try to be sassy with her. And sometimes it low-key hurts my feelings, but I get over it and then live. She's normally really quiet, but when she does talk, it's like, where did that come from? <laughs> I know a lot of people like that. They don't say much, <laughs> but when they do... It's- you got to listen to it because exactly. it's worth listening exactly. to. Exactly. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I had to get that perspective. I don't have to yeah, talk yeah. to Darcy and Olivia and try to get that the humor out of them. <laughs> Maybe not Darcy if she's going to have comebacks. She's kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, that, I'm not that quick on my feet despite my line of work. So I might mm-hmm. not have mm-hmm. a retort mm-hmm. back for, yeah, for yeah, Darcy. Yeah. So awesome. Well, Aaron, I appreciate you having or, or you coming on. Last question I have for you. What are your hopes, goals, the rest of the year? Maybe points of uh, where you think this team can improve, but ultimately we all know what it comes down to. ODAC tournament, not too far away. I know that's, you know, eyes on the prize. Got to go back to back, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's always the ultimate goal. Um, you know, we won last year in a crazy season, and you know, we want to prove to ourselves that we can do it in a normal season. Um, and just being able to continue to put 40 minutes together um, is something that's going to be really crucial and beneficial these next couple of games. Um, and, yeah. Awesome. Well, Aaron, once again, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, and hopefully you all enjoyed listening at home. Be sure to come back next week when we have a new episode of The Hive Podcast for you. For Aaron Green, my name is TJ Winger, and until next time, we are signing off. Woo-woo.